Welcome to Nothing Confidential, the podcast. I'm Kristen Henke, your hostess with the mostest, guide from the side, and mistress of ceremonies. Together, we're about to explore and deconstruct the shame and stigma surrounding our sexuality. You heard that right. We're going deep on the topics of sex, relationships, spirituality, health, and everything else that impacts our ability to live, love, and orgasm freely. My hope is to shine a light on our shared experiences by normalizing taboo topics and empowering each of you to reclaim autonomy of your pleasure, your bodies, and your lives. You are now entering a judgment-free zone where I ask all the uncomfortable and embarrassing questions for you. Our unofficial mantra is be curious, not judgmental. So leave your inner prude at the door or strap her in tight because this is happening. Welcome back to Nothing Confidential, the podcast, pretty people. I am, as always, I I don't ever have guests on the show that I'm not excited about, but I am completely and utterly jazzed to introduce you to my good friend, Shauna Mota. Isn't that the best name? Shauna Mota. Um, Shauna is a certified yoga and meditation teacher, holistic nutritionist, and the founder of Align. She believes wholeheartedly in the power we have as humans to create the life of our dreams and that it all starts from within. Her mission is to empower women to live a life fully expressed through cultivating self-love. Shauna works with clients on healing the body and mind using nutrition, yoga, mindset shifting, and personal empowerment as the foundation. Shauna also specializes in taking yoga off the mat teaching her community the powerful philosophy and lessons of the ancient yoga texts and how we can integrate them into our lives to enjoy a more joyful and peaceful life. One of her biggest passions is taking her online community offline and hosting heart-expanding wellness retreats, both domestic and abroad. The wellness retreats combine all components of the aligned lifestyle and provide a safe space for self-exploration, vulnerability, conscious connection, and expansion. That is her official bio. However, let me just say that Shauna is an earth angel. She is a gypsy queen, sexy mama, cosmic, whimsical, unicorn human being. So get ready. This conversation is so juicy, so deep, and so long, but I literally couldn't cut anything out. We cover so much. We walk through her evolution into the health and wellness space. We talk about self-love and self-acceptance and embracing our bodies. We talk about her journey through pregnancy and childbirth. We talk about a really sensitive time in her and her husband's marriage um, that she shares really vulnerably about. We talk about, I mean, so many things, so, so many things. So you know, pour yourself a a cup of coffee, grab a notebook, uh, you know, start some laundry. I don't know. You might need to stop it and come back a few times, but it is absolutely 1000% worth it because every word out of this woman's mouth is just so profound. And I'm like dying listening back to this because I recorded this, um, a few months ago while I was still pregnant. And I just remember getting off of the call and this, this is completely positive, but you know, when you're dedicated to, to self-growth and you do a lot of the self-development stuff and you kind of feel like you have your shit together and then you talk to someone who is so 
evolved and so plugged in and so living the fullest expression of their most high vibe self. And it just kind of like smacks you in the face a little bit. And it's like, yo, you need to level up. That is how I felt after this conversation. She's just so full of grace and compassion and she has really done a lot of work to get to the place that she, that she has. And she is unapologetic about that. She is a phenomenal human being and she is absolutely unapologetic about how she's moving through the world now. And I think it's so inspiring and so needed and such a beautiful example for us all, myself first and foremost, and then all of you. That being said, I will leave you to this conversation. Please do go to the show, no- show notes of this episode and click on all of the links. Go to her website, check out her offerings, see what she is up to. Go to her Instagram page. Um, just get into it. This woman is going to change your life. Enjoy. Miss Shauna Mota is joining us today on Nothing Confidential, the podcast. I'm so excited to have her here, you guys. Um, Everybody has like a goddess embodied in their life. And Shauna is the goddess in my, in my life. Like when I look at her, when I think like, it's like gypsy goddess, but like goddess all the same. Um, Shauna, thank you for being here. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me and for saying that. <laughs> oh, of course. It's so true. I, I normally start off by telling people how I came to be in relation with the person that I'm talking to. And ours is, I think it's actually one of the funnier ones. And it's, it was a really fortunate case of mistaken identity. Um, I was at Lori Harder's Bliss Project a couple years ago and had been like binging on her podcast and had listened to an episode that she did with Angelique Nori. And I had like, you know, gone and stalked Angelique and I was like, oh, she's an awesome lady. So cool. And so I see this, Angelique is like a gorgeous brunette, ethereal being. And so I see such a being running around at the Bliss Project and she had like this gorgeous outfit and I was like, that looks like Angelique. I'm going to just go say hi because I really enjoyed their episode. And so I go and I was like, are you, and I don't even remember if I said, are you, or do people tell you that you look like, I don't know which I went with. I was trying to be cool and like play it off. And I was just like, I basically was, I thought she was Angelique. And she's like, I'm actually not. <laughs> she's like, I'm totally somebody <laughs> different. And what a happy accident that turned out to be because um, the woman that I found, Shauna, was magical and that, that's how it started. So, <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> well, you guys, Shauna is many, many things, but something that I really, really love and appreciate about her and how she shows up in the world is that she is such a powerful advocate for feminine embodiment and self-love and female empowerment. And she does that in um, a myriad of ways. She has so many talents and so many aspects in which she reaches out and touches women's lives. But Shauna, I would love for you just in your own words to give us a little bit of your background, like tell us who little Shauna was and like how you ended up in the field that you're in um, serving women holistically through yoga, through self-love, you know, all of the things like catch us up before we go down all the, all the trails. Yeah. So let me see how I can do the high, the bullet point short version. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was working in LA in plastic surgery 
um, which is a very different space that I am now in. Um, and I, I just saw all of the inner workings of that and the healthy side, because there is a healthy side of plastic surgery, but also the unhealthy side of that. And um, I decided that I was no longer aligned in that line of work. So I sought out to shift gears into a more holistic route. And I was living in LA at the time with my husband. We had been recently married and I have always been a great manifester or self-proclaimed great manifester. And I said, I want to work in health and wellness, you know, holistic health space, private practice. Cause I had been in the hospital, like worked at hospitals and the medical center routes. I was like, I want a private practice, something that does nutrition, health, wellness, um, in North County, San Diego. And of course, within two weeks, I had found a job on Craigslist, moved down to San Diego and was managing a naturopathic doctor's clinic, two which weeks. was, Damn yep, girl. I would say, yeah, I would say manifester. I don't, not self-proclaimed. I think that anybody would <laughs> be a manifester. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I um, moved down. We didn't even have a place to live. I lived with a family friend for about a month before my husband was able to transition down. And um, I find myself managing this naturopathic doctor's clinic. I did not know much about naturopathic medicine. I had studied a bit of nutrition in college, but it wasn't my main focus. So that is kind of how it all began for me. Um, I got really into all of the things. So naturopathic medicine looks at preventative medicine. There's IV therapy, there's vitamins, minerals, supplements, nutrition, it's all the things. And it kind of opened my world into the holistic health scene. And about a year in, I think I was there, ended up being there for four four years total, maybe three years, but um, about a year and a half in, I, what it came to what, or it became a toxic work environment. And so here I am running this naturopathic doctor's clinic and I was suffering from anxiety and um, adult onset acne. So I had never had skin issues my entire life, um, not as a kid, not even through puberty, any of the things. And as a 26 year old, I started breaking out in all, all of the things that can, how acne can manifest. So blackheads, whiteheads, cystic acne all over my face, down my neck, like my, it, yeah, it was pretty, pretty intense. And that went on for about 10 months. Mm. So here I was again, representing this natural health, but I wasn't living in alignment. Living in alignment. Like, yeah. Get out of yeah. there. Yeah which has happened many other times in my life. And it's interesting now looking back, but so my body was obviously screaming to me. I always believe that once we have physical symptoms, it's been there too long. Like the, there's, there's been signs coming up to that. And then once your body is reacting physically, that, that's like a huge red flag. Yeah. Kind of so, like babies crying. That's like a late hunger cue. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You look at the signs. Of course, then I didn't yeah. have the awareness, the tools to know that. So um, I, I had recently hired um, a naturopathic doctor at that clinic. Her name is Dr. Lauren Noel, who's now still to this day, a really, really good friend of mine. She's an amazing naturopathic doctor of Shine Natural Medicine. Also, Totally know who she is. Golden egg girl. Totally. Yep, yeah. Golden egg girl. <laughs> She's incredible. And she started with me and I had tried other things at that clinic with the other doctors. And I did, you know, I tried, what's it called? This proactive, oh, no. all the things, yeah. Yeah. yeah, all the things all the topical things because that's what 
That's what they tell you to do. They tell you it feels to do. like that's the only option. Yeah. Um, and she, and I was eating what I thought, you know, I was eating healthy at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, she came on board and literally the first month she was like, I want to help you with your skin. And she was like, have you tried the paleo diet? And I was like, well, what's the paleo diet? <laughs> um, you know, I'm not a caveman, but so we, yeah. she, t- she taught me about the paleo diet. I got the book, The Whole 30 by Dallas and Melissa Hartwig. Dallas is also now a good friend of mine. It's funny how the universe works. Um, and I did, the, I did very, very strict for 30 days and saw pretty quick improvement. I would say in, in 60 days, I saw about 80% improvement mm. um, from my skin. So it's, it was more about what you're cutting out, you know, the processed foods, the sugars, the gluten, the dairy, I did it all. And I was strict paleo probably for about two years after that, which we can maybe talk about later. But um, <laughs> that healed me to a point, but I was still getting breakouts. So again, 80% healed, still happening. And what ended up happening was the environment of the work was very toxic. Both Dr. Noel and I ended up leaving. Um, and that was one of those pivotal points in my life where I'm like, I actually just walked out of a job and I don't have a plan. Um, and I had been doing a bit of yoga, not a lot, but one of my best friends at the time owned a yoga studio and teacher tra- yoga teacher training was launching in like two weeks from that. And I, I was looking for guidance and what now I know, I, I was seeking a spiritual practice because I, I actually grew up without religion. And now looking back with the awareness that I have again, I'm, I realized I was searching for some deeper meaning of life that I just wasn't getting. Um, and so I, I went down this yoga teacher training path, not necessarily with the intention to teach yoga, but just for my own personal journey, because I was really interested in the philosophy behind it. Um, and that was a beautiful six month process. And from leaving the toxic work environment and taking on yoga and getting into meditation, my skin within those six months completely healed hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, I also with doing the diet and, and all these new spiritual practices, I ended up losing like that 15 pounds. It kind of hangs on after college. Um, just as a byproduct, I wasn't looking for weight loss, but I, I looked so much healthier and my skin was so much healthier. It was glowing, no more breakouts. Um, and then all the benefits that I received from, you know, having this anti-inflammatory and peaceful and calming combination, you know, no, no gas, no bloating, clear mind. I just, I experienced all of the healing and all of the benefits. And um, from there is kind of when I started doing the work that I do and it be, it started with nutrition. So I created an online program similar to, similar to the whole 30, but a modified version of what worked for me. And I've, I took, it was specifically for women and I took hundreds of women through the program. Um, A lot of them coming for weight loss, but then obviously I'm take, I take them down the spiritual journey and they, they ended up seeing all of the other benefits as well that come with a healthy lifestyle. And I, I focused on diet for a while. And then, um, I realized that, you know, people, it's easy for people to follow a 30 day plan, Mm -hmm. but then I noticed people kept coming back. Like they kept needing that reset and a lot of people weren't staying they weren't making lifelong or lifestyle changes. And um, that's when I realized how powerful the mind is and the mindset. And so I kind of shifted focus from nutrition to that, that's the spiritual practices. So mindfulness, presence, yoga, meditation, 
and all of those things. And once, once I went down that route, I realized that is more the space. Nutrition will always be a part of what I do, but that is definitely more the space that I get to be in and I get to empower women. And I'm sure we'll go through some other life experiences that that brought me to um, where I was able to really apply all of these lessons that I learned from yoga and, and heal and get through some really challenging times in my life. Mm. Wow. First of all, I'm like, where do I even want to go? Because there's so many things. Um, I'm also sitting here because like marveling at the parallels in our lives that I didn't even know existed. Like there's the few that I did know. And then I used to manage um, medical practices as well and was in plastic surgery right before I realized that that was out of alignment with my belief structure and where I was going and moved into the entrepreneurial space and was a holistic uh, chef and uh, taught yoga and got certified and did all kinds of interesting things um, on my way to here. So that's just like love phenomenal. (laughs) I'm that's, I love it. I love it so much. I understand you so well, (laughs) Um, but I do. I do think that a commonality, like it's not, that's not surprising to me because there are so many kind of markers and vehicles in transformation. When you finally hit that point where you're like, how do I strip away all of the stories and all the things that have been given me my whole life and rebuild something that is sustainable and that feels healthy and that feels like filled with light and it doesn't feel so dark and doesn't feel so heavy. And um, it does tend to bring certain people to a similar space. So I, I love that. I love that journey. Mm-hmm. And I also, I definitely also felt that shift where there were different years of being really focused on the food and then the physical piece and it all continued evolving. It's like, as, as you keep learning and as you keep growing, you realize that you can eat perfectly clean all the time and work out nonstop. But if your inner work is not lining up with that physical stuff, then you just never get all the way there. And I think that that's the point that I also came to where I was like, okay, what else am I going to have to do for me to get here? Um, And I think this is a good place to pivot a little bit because I do get a ton of questions like, part of part of the show part of the concept of this whole platform is asking for a friend it's like putting out those questions that i most often get asked or that girls everywhere women are asking or want to ask but they're kind of afraid to so we're just like digging into it and getting details i feel like i've gotten an influx especially at the beginning of the new year which is when this is being recorded we're like two days into 2020 and everybody is focusing on you know their bodies everybody is looking to clean up their food. I literally saw a girl post on Instagram. She went to the grocery store and the spinach was gone. Like the spinach was all gone. And she was like, Oh yeah, it is like the first day of the new year. Like everyone's eating greens. That's so great. You know, but I, I do feel like for me in the past, a lot of those really lofty goals about changing my food and changing my workouts and doing more workouts and getting more intense and more and all of these things very much came from a place of self-loathing and not a place of self-love. They were all yep. motivated by me wanting to change my body because I believed that if I could have, you know, abs and whatever, that that was somehow going to fix like everything in my life. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Because I know that all of your work like brings you to that fairly often. Can you? Absolutely. That? <laughs> yes. Well, it's a very common misconception, especially among women, but also men, that 
the, the journey to self-love, we'll call it, that it, it happens outside of ourselves or it's exterior. So when I, when I have those abs, I will love myself more. When I lose the acne, I will be more beautiful. When I lose that 20 pounds, someone will love me. And so it's, it's putting all of these, it's putting the validation externally and, and looking for something outside of us to validate that we're worthy of love. And we've all gone down that path. I've gone down that path. And I realized it when I went through the, you know, have it being a bit more overweight and having that whole acne experience. Um, and then obviously with a lot deeper work that the, the new, especially the new years, but any, any goal that you have, it should always start from within because love, beauty, all of these things that we're seeking actually start from within. It's all a mindset. And it's taken me, you know, quite a lot to get through quite a lot to realize that. Mm -hmm. But when you realize that, then it's not, it's not about the spinach. It's not about, it's not about any of those external things. It's all about loving yourself internally. And that process to get there is not easy. And you've done, I'm sure I know you've done it too. And it, it's yeah. difficult. Um, and you can equate it to working out at the gym, you know, to get those physical results you want, you have to put in the time, the effort, consistency, commitment. It's the same as doing the internal work. And I find that when you do the internal work, the external world aligns. So once you do that internal work, you get rid of those things from the past, the self-loving beliefs, the stories, the things that are also causing pain and inflammation in your body. You get rid of that. You heal, heal yourself from the inside out. Then you start to lose the weight. You're less inflamed. You then are just motivated to eat healthier. So I feel like we focus as a society on diet, exercise, fitness, all of these things outside of there. But really, those things just happen naturally when you do the actual inner work. So I would always always recommend starting and inviting people to start from within and then seeing their external world change and align with that self-love that can only come from you. I love that. Uh, I'm going to dig into it a little bit deeper. So Shauna just recently um, gave birth, uh, not even a year ago, to a very beautiful little girl. And mm -hmm. For anybody who goes and looks up Shauna, you're going to see that she is a stunning person. And if you have ever struggled with weight or anything else, you might be like, well, F you. It's easy for you guys to sit around and talk about like weight and loving your body when you have a fairly traditional, um, what society would consider a beautiful body and a beautiful face and, you know, all of these things. That, that is something that gets, you know, said to mm -hmm. people um, a lot of times as if their experience isn't valid, which we all know is not true. And we very much here at Nothing Confidential are about everyone feeling and experiencing their own experience um, and not judging the experience of others. But you just walked through a pregnancy which changes your entire body. That's something that I am dealing with right now. It's like we do all of this work and we women all have on one side of the spectrum or the other, whether you were made fun of for being overweight or being underweight or whatever, like we've all experienced a challenge with viewing and loving ourselves as we are while we're working, you know, to better ourselves, but generally just coming to a place of acceptance with ourselves. So can you tell me how like these tools, number one, did you did you struggle at all during the pregnancy with the weight gain and the shifting and changing of your shape and all of that? 
And then which of these tools that you've been teaching and using and empowering other women with, did you call on to kind of like reground yourself during that process? Yeah. Um, if I, if I'm being honest, I absolutely loved the journey of pregnancy and childbirth. Um, I decided again, it's all for me, it's all going to come back to mindset. So I meditated and decided early on in pregnancy that I was going to gracefully embrace Mm -hmm. the changes that I was experiencing and let go of so kind of surrender to the experience. Yeah. Um, I had, I I've seen on also on social media, on Instagram and seen other people in, in the space who are very focused on, you know, continuing to push and to work out and to do all these things and like to not gain the weight, um, before, during, and very quickly postpartum right after birth. And I decided to take a completely different route, which was again, surrendering and really listening to my body. And I can tell you that in my entire life, I have never been so, so connected to the intuition and the inner wisdom of the divine feminine and my female body. And what it took was slowing down and listening to her. Because when you're, if you're going, going, going and trying and working out and doing like on that fast paced hamster wheel that we often live on, you won't hear, he won't hear her. And I really slowed down. I, um, I typically would do, I did bar class and yoga. Um, I was working out probably five days a week. Um, and in my, by my first trimester, I didn't work out at all because, you know, there's morning sickness and just, it's just horrible. It's so weird. Like you're like, there is something living inside of me. Alien. I was like, I I had to kind of process that. I had, you know, a few weeks of morning sickness where I was actually, I was throwing up and not definitely not wanting to get up at 545 to go to bar class. Um, and then during the second trimester, I did do, I went back to bar for, you know, a month. And then I was like, you know what, my body wants to slow down and it wants to grow this magical being. And so I actually only did yoga my most of my entire pregnancy. Um, and again, I, it's these practices of surrender and acceptance and also changing your mindset around weight gain because typically – you know, as younger women, we see weight gain as bad. We see it as fat. We see it as unattractive. We see it as a negative thing. So shifting into my body is growing a human. And with that, my physical shape will grow in order to provide the essential nutrients and hydration and everything that this miracle inside of me needs to thrive and to survive. And just shifting that mindset when you see your body and, and just allowing your body to do whatever it's meant to do naturally and letting her take over instead of trying to control was probably the biggest lesson during the yeah. pregnancy. And that's, I mean, that's extremely hard. Cause I, I remember, you know, in the first trimester, just that, that first initial, like the first time I went into the closet and went to put on a pair of like high rise jeans and they would not button. And I was just like, it it was so hard for me not to go into that like muscle memory, like response of trying to control like what was happening because 
like that, that shift, it sounds like it should be easier than that. But it's like, I'm not, I can't button my pants because I'm like eating too many burgers. Like I'm literally growing a baby, but I've never, especially since my first child, it's like, I've never done that before. And so like, were it just burgers, I would be like, okay, Kristen, we probably need to like reach for more of a balance. Like we should just like work out maybe a little bit more and like dial in our food and you know, that kind of thing. And you can't make those adjustments to a growing stomach and no. ass because you're having a baby. Like yes, so please, that, no dieting during pregnancy. No dieting. <laughs> so that like, I mean, that really messed with me where I was like, okay, like the only response that I know is to control and adjust and clean up mm-hmm. and do whatever. And like, this is not a symptom. Like this is a, this is totally different. This is a gift. This is something that's supposed to be very happy. Like this isn't, there's nothing wrong with me. Like I'm not, I'm not, not doing something right. that yep. this is happening to me. This is not exactly. a punishment that this is happening to me. <laughs> nope. And um, I, yeah, but that was, that was hard. That really, was really powerful. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely resisted maternity clothes. Mm-hmm. For a long time. I even got like a, a safety pin mm-hmm. on my, like, I was like, nope, I'm just going to kind of clip the, I did yeah. all the things. I did the rubber band trick and yep. all that nonsense. Exactly. With the hair and, tie, the, yeah. and then the second you get a pair of pants that like comes oh. over your stomach, you're like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> it feels exactly. so good. Yeah. It was amazing. And, um, it was amazing. And I want I, for, for people who, for women who haven't had children, don't plan to, um, this can also apply to when you're injured. It's any time when you're going through something where you, you get to slow down and where you can't work out or you can't be in your normal routine or you can't control things. So it can be, you know, injury or other, other situations Mm -hmm. in life can, it can be the same, same situation. Yeah. And thank you for saying that and tying that in. Yeah. This is definitely not, um, this is not a pregnancy podcast. That's just what's <laughs> happening to me. So that makes it. <laughs> yeah, it but it- and I appreciate you for being honest about your own experience. Um, I do want to, it's constantly my goal to have multiple perspectives on here. And I have mostly just shared the raw and the real of how much I have not enjoyed being pregnant that much. So it's great to have someone on who actually does and does feel that way. Um, you know, I always am concerned that people who say that were dusted by the magic poof after the baby came out and that they forgot. But I, fo- I mean, I followed your whole pregnancy and you did seem like I, you were genuinely enjoying it. So I, <laughs> I really loved it. And I know that's not most women. Um, I, and I also, you know, I really attribute my experience mm. to a lot of the, again, a lot of the work yeah. that I did. Prior. So yeah. Um, and I know you say, you know, people can look at you and be like, oh, you're fit, you're healthy. How can you talk about not feeling good in your body? But I've like, when I was younger and I don't think I've ever said this publicly, but, um, I, I went through bouts of bulimia. I gained a lot of weight and I had all the things that came with that. So it's all relative to your experience. Mm. So I yeah. have been through that. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, I'm a nutritionist. So what I put in my body is really important. And I've spent the last 10 years of my life focusing on this. So yeah. to go, to come into pregnancy already at that place where I felt amazing, I was at my ideal weight. Mm-hmm. I went into pregnancy, you know, at that point. And so I did have a very healthy pregnancy and I know people who, who didn't, I know so many people who don't and who don't enjoy it, or they have, I've, there's so many different things that can come up, but again, it's loving yourself where you're at, honoring yourself where you're at and not comparing yourself to someone else's experience. Yeah. And I think what you said right there is just the most vital takeaway for anybody listening, especially to this portion is that like, you can't compare, you know, somebody else's like 
10 plus or 20 plus years of dedication and work to like your day one. Like if you've just decided, you know, or, or to your struggle, it's like everybody's struggle and everybody's pain is valid and relevant. And just because they don't look like you doesn't mean that they haven't experienced the same um, sadness or anxiety or, or social, you know, kind of, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for there, but essentially it's just, I think we are very fast to compare ourselves. That's Mm -hmm. something we suffer from. Um, Comparison is a horrible disease. And I think that it's easy to look at what we perceive as valuable and say, well, since that person has that, they don't understand what I'm going through. And that is not true. Like we all know what it feels like to be isolated and to want to be more than we are or to want to be somebody else or whatever. So I would just encourage you guys to, to remember that. And yeah. No, I, I love that. Um, another, I'm going to, I'm going to take a, a, a steep dive off a cliff right now um, and bring up something that um, Shauna has been really uh, open with sharing on other podcasts and things. And so I know that it's okay for us to, to go here and talk about it, but this like self-love and this deep inner work and this grounding that you do has tied your entire life together. And so you are very intentional and very outspoken about consciously showing up in your relationship and your, your marriage and you and your husband, who is also the father of your child went through a really hard time. Um, a couple of years ago, how long has it been now that that happened? About four years ago now. Okay. Um, and I, I won't even like dig into that for you. I will let you, um, share that because I think that there's a really important, um, connection to be made here. Um, (laughs) I'll, I'll let you get into it and then, and then we'll tie together what I'm thinking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'm just going to start off kind of following what you had said about comparison yeah. and, yes. and, you know, this whole world of social media and the illusions that can, and the stories that we create when we yeah. see people and, you know, it's easy to see a photo of someone and be like, hashtag couple goals, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, I essentially feel like Instagram is the highlight reel of our lives. Oh yeah. But as you know, I really try to get raw and to get real and talk about the behind the scenes because that's real life. And I think, you know, there's so much false illusion online that people are are thinking that that's real and that's the standard. So when I, well, yes, so I'll I'll explain what happened and why I chose to share it. Um, So about, so my husband and I have been together now 12 years, um, married for nine. And this was four years ago. So we had been together about eight years at that time, married six, about six years when, um, I, we experienced infidelity and, um, it was a six month, let's say six month process in that the first time I found out was in December of that year. And then forgave, healed from that one incident. (laughs) And then about six months later, then found out a whole bunch more. Um, It was still happening and more frequently and with more people than I had, I knew at that one time. So it was like to forgive and, and, and process through all of that and then have it happen again (laughs) was a whole nother. Yeah. So it was, it was a, it was a, it was a very, um, intense time of, in our relationship, very turbulent time. Um, 
And again, it's interesting, the timing of life. So what, what, a few months prior to finding out about this, I had, um, so earlier that year, I had enrolled in a personal development program. So I completed my yoga teacher training, which is all, you know, it's like the, the softness of life and the peace and the joy and the love and forgiveness and yeah, compassion, the feminine and, which yeah. exactly, which is so, it's so me and it's my, it's, it's my default setting, but I was needing, I, I was also still quite passive in life, passive in using my voice and passive in just a lot of things. And I knew I needed a little bit more of a punch <laughs> and do some deeper diving than, you know, all the, the love and the light. Yeah. And so I, I enrolled in this program. It was, it's called MITT, um, Mastery and Transformational Training out of LA. There's an amazing one in San Diego called ALA, Ascension Leadership Academy, same, same process. Um, and that was like, that was the, the boom I was looking for. And it was deep work. It was deep healing. It brought up a lot of stuff from childhood. Um, a lot of hidden things that I hadn't, I, I thought were healed that I, that were not that came to the surface you know you kind of knock down a bunch of walls and what came out of that was it was the most powerful work that I've done to this day um and what came out of that was a new version of Shauna that was extremely confident you know I was confident I was I completely but with the combination of the yoga that softness and that forgiveness and that feminine and this new like masculine, mm. powerful, um, confident piece that I had. Um, I, I was like, I was unstoppable. At that you went point. and changed all the rules. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I was like, I was this, I was a new woman. I was way up leveled. And that's actually when we look back at and understanding why my husband did what he did, that was a big mm. piece of it was, yeah. I was doing all this work, career was going great. And he, and I was, I was elevating and he felt left behind. Mm -hmm. And again, does not ever condone the actions or excuse what he did. No, but it, it's important, it's important to, to have an understanding yeah. as to why, especially if you decide to stay in marriage mm -hmm. and make sure that, that that doesn't happen again, or that a partner doesn't feel that way again. And all it comes down, it all comes down to communication. But um, so essentially finish this, find all this out. And I felt that I was, again, equipped with the tools <laughs> right before getting into that to handle all of it with grace, mm -hmm. compassion, forgiveness. I was able to hold space for all of my yogic teachings and all of that softness and all of that nurturing feminine energy, but also have this very aggressive um, confidence in this is how, like, this is how we're going to get through this. And this is what's going to work for me. Mm. Um, so it was kind of that using that combination of both, um, using my voice, speaking my truth, setting my boundaries, being really fierce in that, um, while also nurturing and loving my husband through his process as well. Because what a lot of people don't understand is it's easy to look at the person who did it just as the demon and just attack them and judge them. But he also gets, had to go through, you know, when you, when you, cheat on someone or you betray the person that you love the most in the world, that does not feel good. 
And, and people are very unforgiving of that person. So not only do you have to deal with your own like self-loathing, you have to deal with the loathing and judgment of everybody else. Exactly. So he had to go through his process. So I got to practice, which again, this is why this is one of the most powerful experiences is that I got, I got to hold space for his healing and my boundary setting and all of it at the same time, Mm -hmm. which is pretty crazy. It is crazy. It's, it's extremely crazy. Um, and the timing is, it's so, it's so interesting. Um, because I, I hear that. And I think a lot of times when you hear stories like these, um, you know, the person is able to like find that, that perspective and that healing and all of that stuff, like years later, you know, like down the road, they weren't equipped at the moment that it happened. They were kind of caught with their pants down and we're like, Oh, I mean, not to be crass, but (laughs) you're literally like, but literally you're like, Oh my gosh. I mean, the other person as well, like totally caught off guard, totally unprepared. There's like, you know, no amount of self-help in the world that could be available, like at your fingertips to like help you navigate that in the moment. And so Mm that it's just really profound that you like had such a a handle on all of that transformation that you were going through and that you were embodying it in such a powerful way that you were able to tap into it, like in the moment that you needed it. Um, Crazy. That's like that crazy alignment. And yes, it (laughs) was the most devastating thing I've ever experienced. So I don't want to like, like make light of it, but yeah. In the in the journey and the timeline of well, my life, well, you're a human being, so I'm sure that there was um, plenty of healthy rage and tears and sadness and those feelings of betrayal and like all of those things. But the fact that it didn't just like wipe you out, especially sure. the 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 t- two different situations back to back. It's like the one you're like, "Whoo, okay, we're gonna yeah. be fine, we're gonna recover," and then you're followed up with another like tsunami, yeah. and you're like, "What the fuck?" Going yeah, like what is that's it, there was a lot of what the fucks at that point. I, I but yeah, I just it's it was. If I hadn't had those tools, I think the outcome would have been a lot different. Mm-hmm. But I was at the height and peak of of myself, and that's a really important lesson: is to always be doing the work, and always working on the self, so that you are right now in this moment, the highest expression of who you are the happiest expression of who you are and that you love all of yourself in this moment. And it took all, you know, yoga, all the things prior to that, the personal development work, yoga teacher training for me to get there. But because I was there when this happened, Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, there's, there's the choice you have. Well, there's three, I see there's three choices when you're dealing with infidelity or anything. It doesn't have to be infidelity, but anything in marriage where you're at that crossroads is you leave. Mm -hmm. Number one, you leave. Number two, you can stay and not do the work and, and be miserable, be miserable which yeah. I've seen. And you would have, have been better friends. off leaving. Yep. Lots of people do that. Yeah. Yep. Or you stay and you do the work and you do the healing. And, and we, I chose, again, if I hadn't had the tools, I probably would have left. And I think most people leave and our situation, I mean, we could do a whole hours of podcasting on yeah. our unique situation. Um, but we were, we had something that was worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. We, there was no, if, if, if I was unhappy in the marriage, if I, if there was abuse, if there was anything negative in the space and that happened, 
done. It would have like, been obviously. done. Yeah. But when you're, when like before it all happened, I was like, we're like, we're amazing. And I love this. We movie. are hashtag couple life. goals right now. Yeah, <laughs> we were. Exactly. And you know, we we were like, wow, we're like, and we knew it. Like we're, um, we're the most amazing couple that we know yeah. and to have that happen. Yeah. And that's when I like, it just shook. It's like the rug gets pulled out from under you. Cause I'm like, wow, if we're that couple in our mind and yeah. this happened, and this happened to us, us yeah. then like, what does that say? And so it like, it really challenged my, mm-hmm. my views on relationship and monogamy and life, life-term partnerships and all yeah. of these things that I, I believed in. And and then it also opened up, you know, like looking at other people, like, are they actually happy? What's actually happening behind closed doors and finding out that, you know, a lot of this kind of stuff and whether it is infidelity or just unhappiness or, you know, lack of communication is the biggest reason for all of this. I... Um, but it's so prevalent and people don't talk about it, which is why, you know, once part of my healing process was sharing it publicly. And of yeah. course, it's funny, like so many when I did, you know, some of my husband's friends, it's funny, reached out to him and they were like, what is Shauna doing? Do you know that she's doing this? I can't believe this. Are you okay with this? And it's like, yeah, I am. (laughs) Because that's a part, a part of the healing process is you make your decision and you get to stand by that and know that the people who are meant to stay in your life and your circle, they will support you in that. And the people that aren't won't. And, and once you put like putting it out there, it's like, what was that? Like eight mile and Eminem. When yeah. he like, he's like, here's all the things you don't know. Yeah. About like here it is, you guys here, it, here it is. It's on a platter for all of you to see. Yeah. Do with it with you. If you're going to judge great, but that is so liberating. Yeah. And it was for both of us. Well, it, it destroys the whole, I mean, it, it busts through this, the stigma of it for one, which is why and that's literally what this platform is all about. It's about normalizing conversations that are typically taboo or uncomfortable or make people like sweat out their armpits a little bit and, you know, go, go into trauma responses. Like it's like, you have to talk about these things because it brings them out of the shadow into the light and it takes the power and the charge away from it. And exactly. so I, one of the reasons why I did really want you to share that part of your story, like all of the pieces, they all fit together and they all, you know, come together in this beautiful tapestry that is you today and everything you're working on and all of the people that you're helping to heal and empower and support by sharing these experiences. But I know that there are women listening to this podcast who have been cheated on before. And that is something that, I mean, a couple years ago, I mean, probably as few as three years ago, if someone had asked me, and I know like my husband and I, our conversation around this has changed and evolved over the years because I remember, you know, being a young couple, like I was 23 when we met, he's 25 and, you know, we would talk and it was kind of like, oh yeah, I mean, like, I love you and I'll pretty much put up with anything. But like the second you cheat on me, it's done. Like that's oh, I said end, that. blah, blah, yep. blah. Like everyone has said that. Like nobody thinks that they're going to go into a relationship, build a life together, or someone's going to cheat and then they're going to stay. Like nobody, nobody talks about nope. that. And so three years ago, I was that person. I'm very vehemently. I was like, oh no, you can tell me anything. Like you could do anything. I'll pick you up from jail. If you kill somebody, I will, you know, go to, I, I will not testify against you because we're married and that's cool. Like all those things are fine with me. But if you cheat on me, I'm leaving. (laughs) Like that's it. That's the biggest betrayal there is. And then you grow and you evolve and you change and you come face to face with 
your own shit over and over and you see at some point, everyone has a reckoning. I was talking just about this with a friend the other day and whether it's you doing the cheating or not, eventually you come face to face in your evolution with a part of you that you thought didn't exist or you hoped Mm -hmm. didn't exist and you do the thing that you said you would never ever do. And once you do that, there is this grace and this empathy that shows up when you heal from that, that allows you to see and hold other people in their humanity and not, um, you just, your stance becomes less concrete. And not to mention that as you grow with a person and you love them and you build a life with them and you travel the world with them, it's like, it becomes harder and harder to just walk away when something Mm -hmm. like that happens. And so I wanted you know, to share a story because there are plenty of people who the right thing for them to do was leave and, and they're, and they're applauded for doing that. Like that is what you you should do. Um, but there are lots of cases where just like you said, there is something there worth fighting for and you shouldn't be judged or judge yourself for staying if that is the right thing for you and your relationship. Um, so the way that you, you know, said that basically, you're like, well, I knew that we had something worth you know, fighting for, did you have a moment at all where you were like, I, I'm, I'm out of here. I can't deal with this, especially since it was like a repeat offense or where you just, you kept coming back to the conclusion that it was worth fighting for. Or did you like have that from the, the get go? I, well, I knew that our, in our, like our relationship again was amazing prior to, yeah. as, as far as I knew to this event, but right. I, there was a, there was a, um, like draw a line in the sand moment, um, after all of that, which, um, I actually went to Burning Man that again, the timeline of everything is so funny. So I ended up, I was like, I had been invited and I've heard about it. And my husband really had wanted to go to Burning Man for years. And I'm like, eh, what is that? Like drugs and the, like not my thing. Naked people in Um, the desert wearing jewels and paint and what is happening. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And of course we have our judgments around what we Mm -hmm. think Burning Man is just like we do around what cheating looks like. But then, and it was just the perfect June was when I found out the second time. So this was two months, two and a half months later. And I had been invited by my best friend and I was like, Daniel, I'm going, I'm going to go by myself. I'm going to go to the desert. Yeah. I'm going to go to the desert and just see, I'm open to whatever happens. Um, went to Burning Man. That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) Um, probably equally, if not more profound than the personal development work that I did. So very spiritual experience, mind blowing. It is when I, I finally met myself. Yourself. I met, I met me. I would, and I was like, I remember the moment and I was like, what was she wearing or not wearing? (laughs) Well, I know what I was wearing. I had like a lace, like bodysuit on with like a skirt and a scarf. You could probably see my nipples through. I think I don't think I was wearing a bra. That was that was really stretchy for me. But I remember looking up and I was just like, "Hi, Shauna. It's nice to meet you." Like literally had that conversation with myself. And so I was like on a rocket ship when I got back from Burning Man. And there were a few things in the like that few things that I had requested of Daniel um, to heal and to move forward through this, like doing his own work. I want to understand why you did, you know, all these things. And I got back and I didn't feel that the effort was actually being made. Um, and I was in this, like the most powerful state 
that I'd ever been in my life with all the things from the previous year that I had been working on and then the experience of Burning Man. And I remember I just looked at him and I was like, you know what? I was like, uh, and I was able to envision my life if I stayed or not. And I knew, I, I remember sitting at the beach and meditating on it. And I, I went down each path to see what that would look like. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be okay either way, which was like really profound yeah, for me. Which gave you the power. You to know, go to have choose. the conversation. Yeah. Because you're like, so, either way, it's going to be fine. Yep going to be fine. So I was sat down and I was like, I actually said like, I am on a rocket ship. And right now, like in my life, like I am blasting off and I know where I'm headed. Get on or get out. Yeah. And I was like, right now you're, you're not on it with me. And you get to decide very quickly if you want to ride this with me or not. And here's what I need to see. And that's where I kind of like laid it down and immediate change happened. I mean, he of course was in, um, and he made the immediate, he did every, everything that I had requested. And in his own way, that was one of the things is like, for so long, I was like, you have to do exactly what I did, or you have to do this. And I'm like, no, just do heal in whatever manner you need to find. So he got a coach, he joined a men's group. He did like all these things, um, and looked at a lot of past traumas and, and came to a lot of deep, dark truths that were, that kind of caused the behavior. And it was really healing for both of us. So, yeah. Yeah. so because of all of the work that you were doing when this came up, which again is, um, I think so <laughs> like miraculous and magical. Like the only, the only thing that I can literally think is like, without sounding like an ignorant ass is that this was written into your evolutionary like process, like you know, like the, the fat, the way that it all played out and the timing of it all. It's like, Oh, Shauna, you know, like it could have been other stuff. It's like, well, here's something that will, you know, get you, get you to that next, get you to the next level girl. Like you're already almost there. So might as well. Uh, let's just throw this in here and see what happens. Um, which is, I mean, it's phenomenal and it's beautiful and it's incredibly inspiring. I'm just wondering if throughout the process, like since you were doing so much deep work and since you had done so many things, was there any point where you felt, I'm trying to think of how to ask this question. Like, did you at any point kind of fall prey to some of those, like, less positive scripts where, you know, you lost sight of what was going on and you were kind of like, this is about me. This is about what I'm not. Did any of your like unworthiness stuff get triggered? Or did you feel like you, because you were in such a powerful state when it hit, you were like, no, I see me really clearly. And it's not about me. Like, were you able to have that from day one? Or did you like find that as it unfolded? Honestly, yeah, and I know this won't be the the common answer. So I, again, okay. whoever whoever's <laughs> listening, don't judge, don't compare. No, no yourself. judge Judy's. No judge Judy's up and. And don't compare yourself wow. to me, but I didn't have much of that because I was at the highest version I'd ever been of me in my life. Yeah, I was so confident with who I was, where I was going, and I didn't. I knew not to make it about me. I was like, mm-hmm. this is. Daniel's experience, his process, his suffering. Yeah. So I did not take away from like, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not worth. I was so yeah. in this empowered so state. And I can't, again, if different times in my life, if, if it oh, had yeah. happened, even now it could, it could be totally different. It depends. I was just at that, the, 
such an empowered state that I was like, so I'm like, nope, mm. this is, this is it. And so I didn't, I didn't, I, I will, I won't say never and not at all, but yeah. the majority of the time I really yeah. didn't slip. I didn't allow myself mm. to slip into that. And I have to say also that I had have an incredible tribe of people yes. surrounding me who to help remind me. Yes. Who were to there to support back me. to you. Yeah. Exactly. So yes. I did not, I didn't do it alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I was able to stay in that empowered state because I knew I had the support yeah. of my tribe. Did you bring people in pretty quickly to support you? Like you knew that you needed that. You were like, yeah. Hey, listen, this is the shit that's happening and I'm going to need you. Like, this is what's yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah. Because it's so easy. It's so easy to drown like in shame, especially like when you were talking about how, you know, you guys were couple goals. So like <laughs> if this is happening to you and you have to go and like admit to people that everything is not what it looks like and everything is not as good as it seemed and whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that's a mis I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make is that they sit in isolation with yep. that and they and they do they make it about like what it means about them that that happened instead of yep. being like hey this is going on and we and need I, yeah. the support of our people yeah and so we yeah I love that you said that and that's that's what I did and I knew it was even before I had made it I, before like. I, I didn't know if I was going to stay or if I was going to go. Yeah. And I still reached out for support and knew again, the people who are your tribe yeah. will, will like they're they're be, be there to support no matter what. So whether, yes. and they would support my decision, whether I decided whichever way and, and they had to do healing too. They had to do, they had to practice forgiveness as well. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it, it, it affects, it does affect yeah. everyone involved. It and, does because um, when somebody hurts our home girl, we want to go and yeah. smash in his lights and cut off his penis and all the things. And so yeah. when so it took healing, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And their friend decides to stay. You also, if she's got to forgive you, you also have to forgive because she yeah. chose that guy. <laughs> and yep. And there are certain couples that it, it couldn't like handle best it. friends that no, it took, it took them like a year mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, and then they and call this back and I'm like, good. You know, like I, again, not forcing it, but, um, yeah. it's, it's just a reminder that you do not have to do any of life alone, any of it, no. the highs, the lows, the challenges. And I think, you know, a lot of us are where we feel shameful. We're embarrassed. We don't want people to know we hide, but it makes it that much diff more difficult and, or you might not get through it. Yeah. Um, or the outcome will be different because you didn't reach out for support. So whatever yeah. it is that you're going through, the tribe is there. Mm -hmm. And that, and that's why we have that. That's why we have friends and yeah. family and tribe. So. Having people, yes, that's why it's so important. That's why having these conversations and opening up and having people in your life who you can be vulnerable with, that's what all this is about. That connection is, is about giving yourself that support and giving yourself that grounding and that love and having people, just like she said a minute ago, having people to reflect back to you who you really are in those moments where you feel shaken and you feel like you, you know, you're, you're looking for yourself or you're, you're being kind of thrown off the path. It's like, they're there to be like, no, 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 no. Like, this is you. Like, we love you. We see you. We've got you. This is yeah. you. Don't forget. Yeah. I think it's so powerful. So that was, that was four years ago. You guys, you, you stayed, you guys have worked your butts off. You have, you know, shared openly so that other people can learn and heal and, you know, be in, have, have your story, you know, kind of as a, just like a, a beacon of hope, which is great. <laughs> um, and then you guys, like when you got pregnant, 
were you guys actively like consciously planning the pregnancy? Like, were you ready at that point? You were like, okay, like it's been four years. We've done all of this work. Um, we're ready to like go that next. Cause to me, a kid is just like, that's just the next <laughs> level of, it's the next level of commitment. It's like, you get married and you love that person and you are like, yes, I totally trust this person. Of course, like I'm with them. But until you decide to create a human being with them and like thread your life to theirs forever, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, even if we don't stay married, we are in each other's lives forever because mm-hmm. of this child that we have made together. That's like a whole new level of jumping off that, you know, I, I felt it. It's like, even though I adore my husband and I thought, and we had a great relationship before we had a baby and we were, we were as ready as you can be. We were emotionally ready. We were in sync. Like it was basically planned. We were like two months early, but that's just because we have really good equipment. <laughs> didn't, didn't know how that was going to go. And it turns out that it works pretty great. Um, you know, but it, it happened very quickly, but I had that moment where I was like, holy shit, like this is a whole new level of like choosing my partner. Like we are co-creating something so much bigger than either of us have dealt with ever before um just talk me talk me through that like you yeah you just you went through all this stuff you've been rebuilding a foundation for four years and you clearly felt like you were at the place where you were ready to recommit and get in even deeper with this person when you made this baby (laughs) absolutely and it's it's another timing and I think if, if a lot of people look back at the timing of things, you'll see that there things do happen for a Not reason random. and it's very divine timing. So I actually really wanted kids probably five, six years ago, yeah. <laughs> was really pushing for it, really pushing for it. My husband wasn't ready. And I was like, I don't, I'm not going to force into this because energetically that that's not healthy and that will cause resentment. And so I, I tabled it obviously so that we could <laughs> go through what we needed to go through before we right. had kids. And I am so, so grateful that we waited mm-hmm. to have a child and went through the process of infidelity, the healing from infidelity and all the growth that came with it before having children. I think, you know, a lot of people may rush into it. They don't really experience any hiccups or challenges in relationship before kids. Um, and it can, <laughs> it's a whole nother yeah, it's a whole other thing. Kids just bring up all the things. Yeah, all of they bring up all the things. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so we we were ready. Um, we always knew we wanted a family. We healed. Um, we healed and and elevated our relationship in so many ways because of what we went through, especially communication. And so we, yeah, we were. My husband was finally ready after eleven years <laughs> together <laughs> to start trying for a child. So it was very intentional. We sat down, did ceremony, called in the baby, the spirit baby. Um, two months, we just we kind of were like, oh, let's see what happens. And then the third month, I was like, we hadn't tracked anything. And the third month, I was like, okay, it's time. So I'm like, here's the window. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to have to do that. I, I knew. I didn't tell my husband. I just mm-hmm. knew the window. So yeah. I knew that for me, I was intentionally, because sex, you know, you're having sex all the time and it means yeah. different things. And, but I was like, no, this time it's this the intention to me. Yeah. Yeah. Of sex is to create a baby. Yeah. This week, <laughs> like in yeah. my head. Um, and so I know exactly when she was conceived in Zion National mm-hmm. Park, oh just God. outside of, of I know the day after Did summer. Did you manifest solstice. a girl as well? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Because you well, named her after the sun and the moon and her, she's all like connected. I know. To, I know. She's so cosmic. It's not even funny, you guys. She's so cosmic. Oh my God. So yes. Um, baby was very intentional. Mm. Um, 
that process also brought up a lot for my husband. Um, he very terrified of having children for many reasons. Um, a lot of unhealed childhood wounds that are now coming to the surface and um, fears of being a father and fears of being like, yeah. So there, there, there's a lot there. Um, so there were a few things that came up during pregnancy, get to work through, and then child comes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think one of the most... I was thinking, you know, and since we are in the beginning of a new year, obviously before that, I usually do reflection. And my sister, I was thinking of like the most impactful things that I experienced in 2019. And I remember my sister said, we were in Latvia, very, very random trip that we took, but we were in Latvia in the Baltics. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, and my sister said, Shauna, if you hadn't and Soleil was with us, of course. She was three months old. Um, if you hadn't forgiven Daniel, Soleil wouldn't exist. Yeah. And that, like, I still get teary. I was like, um, I'm, I'm going to cry because, <laughs> because you make me cry. Soleil, and you'll see when you have your baby, like, she is my she is my purpose. She is my heart. She is my heartbeat. She is my reason for everything. And you could say, okay, you could have had a child with someone else. Yes. It wouldn't have course. been the same child though. It would not be Soleil. And yeah. the blend of my husband and I and who we are and how, because we are very different, my husband and I, yeah. like has just created this magical being that is beyond anything I could have ever envisioned, imagined. I, I just can't, I still don't even have words mm -hmm. to describe the birth experience and what she is. She's nine months, nine months old now. So we're, oh yeah. Wow. So that's, yeah, yeah. And that was, that Soleil was what was on the other side of, of the work and yeah. challenge and yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so how has, having her, you know, obviously that's been like such a, and, and this is true. I think all new parents can, can feel this. It's like so cosmic and magical and wonderful and love and all the things, but it also kind of like hits your relationship like a Mack truck. So like, how was that, especially in the beginning? I think that's somewhere that I personally am carrying a lot of anxiety of that, like unknown, you know, where it's like, you try to be conscious and you try to be proactive. And it's like, I'm very familiar with the Gottmans and Mr. Perel and like all the things, there's all the tools and all the reconnection points and all the things that you hope you will um, be able to maintain and utilize. Like once you're in the moment and you're in the ditch together and everything is happening. Um, but I also know that, you know, things, shit happens. So I just, I'm like needing, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, ne I'm needing something. I'm, ne I'm needing yeah. to hear you guys got through it. It's not, it's been nine months. You guys survived. You're still married. We're you still, still married. You, you still love each other. You know, I, I need to hear about that right now. <laughs> yes. No, we are still married, still happy, very much in love, um, loving being parents. Um, I think a few things. So have the proactive conversations. Great let go of any expectation that it's going to go that way because you know, we're like, Oh, we're not, that's not going to happen to us. Like we're going to have, so let go of any expectation of either of you for let's say six months postpartum, just be in the experience, just be in it. 
and, and, and let it go where it goes. Navigate. I mean, try to use the tools. Great. But don't shame, judge, guilt yourself or your partner if you're not at your best, because lack of sleep is a real thing. And like, and just all the things, there's so many. the devil, you guys, yeah. like not and, sleeping. Ooh. <laughs> and I slept 10 hours a night prior to baby. So yeah, I'm like um, a nine, 10 hour girl. So <laughs> here's, yeah. The honest truth is <laughs> we have what I, I would, I'm learning to call an, an easy going baby. All babies are perfect as they are, as all of us are perfect as we are. There are no bad children. There are only unconscious parents. There you go. Dr. Shivali. (laughs) Yeah, I'm obsessed with her, by the way. Me too. Um, You have an easy baby. Filet has been a breeze. Mm. As breezy as a baby can be. It doesn't mean it's perfect. She doesn't like car rides. She screams in the car often. We're finally getting over that. There's, There's always things, but she's been easy. That being said, it's still been a challenge. Yeah in the relationship. So that's real. So know that. Yep, so coming. what I can say is if she was a colicky baby, if she didn't sleep, if we weren't sleeping, if we like, I don't, I don't even know, or single parents, like hats off to you. I don't know how you do it. Um, so just be in it until you feel grounded. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was about six months. Um, we were really intentional um, about doing date nights. Mm-hmm. So we, we've been doing tw- twice, twice a month date night since month three postpartum, mm-hmm. um, just to have, even if it's an hour, like the first time I think I, we were gone 45 minutes. Cause I'm like, I have to get back. I have to get back to the baby, but intentional time together and staying completely honest and open in communication, but letting go of any expectation of the partner, whether you think you're going to have sex at six weeks postpartum or not, yeah. just allow it, allow the experience to be what it is. Um, another thing I think that helped with the healing was I, I again, allowed my body to heal. Mm-hmm. I didn't rush you back. You try to bounce them. back. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I see people posting their abs on Instagram. Just stop. I mean, yeah, if y'all are doing that, like no judgment, but it's just like, it's, it's harming more than it's helping. There's one thing to celebrate yourself. Yeah. 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 Celebrate yourself, but don't make other people feel like they should be doing that because people's bodies are so different and the time it takes to heal can look very different. And the ways in which you need to heal looks very different. Exactly. And I, I did lose the, I personally did lose the weight very quickly, probably, you know, six weeks out the weight was gone, but I, again, in tune with my body and I, I didn't tear. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you universe. So yes. that healed very quickly as well, but I still gave myself that time to slow down, to heal, to listen to my body. I didn't get back to, to my fitness until six months postpartum. I didn't rush yeah. it. It, and I, I, I felt I was ready, but I, again, didn't want to force it. So I think, um, for the first six months, just let be in the experience and just whatever happens between you and the partner, just always come back to love and remembrance. You're in it together and this too shall pass this phase. So it's like those phases, Mm. it's very much a phase thing. So everything is temporary. Remember that, you know, I've had people who had babies that screamed all day for nine months of the, like, or a year. So wherever you're at, again, be in it. There's always lessons. Um, And I do believe that together getting through having a baby again, will also 
challenge your relationship, but also make you grow in so many ways that you didn't know possible. And the love that you have for each other and for this new being that you've co-created will expand beyond the boundaries of what you think love is. And I'm really excited for you to experience oh, thank that. Thank you. And I, yeah. I receive all of that wisdom, like soaking it in my pores, <laughs> like yeah. need all of that. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of communication, a lot of yeah. checking in, a lot of- how, how has it been returning? Cause I can't stop thinking about it. How has it been getting back to the sex after, you know, like we've had a very positive, like we've had a great sex life beforehand. And so, you know, like I've had mm-hmm. friends who, you know, they're very sweet. They're just like, Oh my gosh, sex is so much better now that the baby's here. And I'm like, that's so great. Like, I'm very excited for yeah. you. Um, but like I, our baseline before we had a baby was fantastic. And I'm mm, like, terif- yeah. there's a part of me that's terrified that like, I know it's going to be different, but I don't know how. And so I'm mm. like scared about that part. Yeah. So it was different at, in the beginning. Like when you first, those first few times when you go back, I had this, like, I didn't, so I didn't, tear like in the sense of like right how people tear I did have a little laceration on the inside which is so there was a little bit of pain happening for me with sex in the very beginning which was new and weird and it it kind of and it just it felt a little bit different at first because you imagine like whatever all the things that have happened down there um (laughs) for my husband yeah my husband it didn't feel much different like he he was like he was all right. fine. Everything. Yeah, he was happy, yeah. fine. So for me on my end, it did take physically a little bit of time mm-hmm. to feel that. And then also for me, and I think a lot of people, sex to me and feeling sexy and feeling good is, is very much linked to how you feel in your body. Yeah. And again, the first few months, because you're you know, a little jiggly, a little loose, a little bloated, little, yeah, all the yeah, things are off. All the things. I didn't really have any sex drive. So, yeah. which was new for me as well. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, Waiting getting back into workout, losing the weight, skin still glowing, all the things I, you know, you get, it comes back yeah. and our, our sex is while less frequent, mm-hmm. um, it's just as amazing, if not better and more passionate, mm-hmm. I think because my relationship to my body has changed. Yeah. So the way that I show up in sex has changed very mm-hmm. much. Talk about that. That's yeah. yummy. So, Tell me about that. Yeah. <laughs> so when you were, we were talking before about body image and about loving your body and how it shifts, like my, my I, I mean, you go through this period where your body is this, it's this vessel that's creating life. Like it completely shifts and changes you see your body physically changing and shifting and growing. And then when you surrender to the birth journey and the birth experience and you see what your body is capable of doing, it's like its purpose. You, you very clearly see the purpose of the physical meat suit that is the body. Yeah. I love it when people call their bodies a meat suit. It's one of my favorite you it's know, everything. I get it. I get it. I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's so awesome. not, I was like, that's so not my word. I was like a meat suit, <laughs> so not but I do word. love it when people say that. It makes me laugh. <laughs> my, yeah, my dear friend, Drew can only check him yes. out, but he, magical says, Organifi. Oh, I'll link all that stuff because so he, yeah, <laughs> he always says meat suit. And that's why I'm like, but skin, this physical being yes. vessel that we're in the physicalness of us, um, that is that that's the purpose. So, um, my relationship changed in that, like, I didn't know what my body was going to look like after, you know, after the healing. Cause you're str- like, you're not, it doesn't go right back. Like it's, it's, that's, I didn't realize that. Like you're still, <laughs> the baby came out and I'm like, that was 
why do I still look six months pregnant? Like, so that, well, yeah. she was only, you know, seven, eight pounds of the, however much she would have exactly. been. So, yeah. so, um, very, very strange. So I had no idea what was going to happen. I didn't know if stretch marks were happening, if they were going to stay, if what, what's happening. So I, but I, I didn't care. Like after the baby came out, I was like, I don't usually swear, but I was like, I am a fucking warrior goddess. I just had 23 hours of natural childbirth. And I'm like, again, it was like that empower. It was the most empowering experience I've ever had. And I was like, so grateful in a way, in a deep way that I've never been for my physical body mm. and what it can do that it no longer became about what it looked like. I oh, felt I stronger that. even in the the like healing of postpartum. I felt so stronger and more confident who at who I was inside that I felt more beautiful, I felt more sexy. Mm-hmm. And now 9 months postpartum, I'm back into working out and I can say I think I posted about this the other day, which is so wild to admit. I am, I've, I've never loved my body so much more. Yeah. And that mindset has now reflected on the physical body in that I'm like, again, I waited. So I lost all the weight. I healed gently. And then it's like starting from ground zero. So I was really skinny. And then I started working out again and getting back into it. And my body is is stronger than it's ever been. And I feel the most sexy and confident in it. And that then translate into the sex. Yeah. So now in the bedroom, I have this new, like, new empowered, feel. wild yeah. look. You're like primer. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love. That's, yes. Yes, queen. <laughs> um, okay, I need to put this caveat in for everybody because this is very important. Also because I am experiencing a smidge of this. So this is just me being brutally honest. If anyone is listening to this episode and they are rolling their eyes a tiny bit because Shauna is so glowy and so magical and so evolved. I mean, I'm not, I'm saying these things. She's like, okay, Kristen, just stop. But for real, like it's this, this is all so much a reflection of the deep and vulnerable and scary and consistent work that she has done. And so if you are having any kind of response and that's why I love doing this show, like I, I have these conversations, I invite people hoping that you will have some kind of response, whether it is that you feel really inspired to like run out and immediately like make changes and do stuff. That's great. If you feel really empowered right away, that's also great. If you feel kind of angry or kind of bitchy or kind of judgy or any of those things, follow that down the dark rabbit hole and figure out what it is that you feel like you're lacking right now, because that's, that is the only way that comparison or judgment can actually serve you it, that it's to direct you to the thing that you clearly want more of in your life and just because somebody else has it doesn't mean that you can't have it like they are living proof that you can have it so open up and i would i would follow that down and figure out what you're needing more of and what you're wanting more of and and start there start with the uncomfortable sensations in your body or, you know, whatever is happening to you as you're listening, like hopefully you can go. And especially if you look into the work that Shauna does and her programs, and we'll talk about that in just a second with, you know, the aligned program and everything. It's such a beautiful manifestation of everything that she has gone through in her life to come to this moment. 
And maybe that's something that you need in your life right now as well. So for all the listeners, like, I just want you to know that you are loved and you're magical and you are perfect right where you are. There's no reason to run out and like, you know, bang your head against the wall because you feel less than or anything use all of these stories and these examples and these beautiful people that I bring on the show to inspire yourself for what's possible and understand that if there's anything out there that you want, like you can have that too. Um, I just felt like that was very necessary to say. And I I love that so much. And I mean, the journey of self-love is, Mm -hmm. is loving yourself where you're at. So meeting yourself where you're at, no matter what that is. And again, self-love I don't think is possible if there is comparison mm-hmm. so fi- so like you said following that journey and stop comparing and being in your own experience yeah. so obviously not everyone bounces back after pregnancy not everyone loses the weight that fast not every there's so many things we've talked about that mm-hmm. are very atypical and to be honest the majority of people probably don't experience yeah. but that doesn't what I've learned because I used to hide and not want to celebrate certain things Mm. because I was afraid of upsetting or offending or what, like, what will they think? Or I don't want to upset them, but we all get to stand in our truth and stand in our experience and be proud of where we're at and also know where we have to grow. And we all, the growth never ends. The journey never ends, as you know, still in it, in relationship with myself. It's not like you arrive somewhere and then you're all of a sudden this enlightened being I've, you know, shown up I show up in ways specifically in the relationship that, and sometimes at work that I'm not proud of, you know, it's not like you're, again, you don't arrive. You're not like, Oh, I'm this enlightened being and then I'm yeah. perfect all the time. No, there's, <laughs> there's no such thing as perfection. And so it's really about loving yourself where you're at and then being honest with yourself and looking in the mirror and asking, where do I have yet to grow? And we all have places to grow. Oh, and I love it. I love that so much because there's always two sides to every coin, right? So it's like for the people who are listening and maybe they're unhappy with where some things in their life are and they're feeling a little uncomfortable or triggered right now, there's the other people who have maybe been playing small because they don't want to make anyone feel bad or they don't want anyone to like be mad at them or be jealous or whatever. That's also not your responsibility. Like if you're killing it, man, like keep showing up. Like there's there's nothing to be gained by you playing small either. And I appreciate that. Shauna has shown up and you have been so, like, I would like to celebrate you. You're so, like, can I, can I celebrate you? Um, I want to celebrate you because your whole, um, you know, part of what you offer your, your programs and part of your just like philosophy in life is that yoga off the mat. And I want, I'm going to let you like run with that here yeah. because that, that's what's coming through right now. This is all this intense, beautiful vulnerable yoga off the mat that you were practicing in your everyday life all the time. So can you tell us a little bit more about what that specific phrase means to you and then your um, aligned programs and the stuff that you do with everybody? Yeah. Well, you've done your yoga teacher training and I I know they're all a little bit different. Mine was very philosophical based. So for people who aren't in the yoga world, the asana is the movement part of yoga, which is often the only part that many people, especially in Western culture, see. So they're like, that, that is yoga to them. It's like you go on your mat, you go to a class, and it's, it's a fitness, it's a workout, and that's that. Um, but for anyone who's studied yoga or done a yoga teacher training, um, especially the one that I did, there are deep philosophical roots of yoga. Um, 
that is the foundation of the whole spirituality and almost religion of what yoga is, I would say. Um, And those, again, those things that I learned, there's the yamas and the niyamas um, and the codes of conduct and the ways of living and the, the four locks and the four keys. There's all these principles and, and gems that are of wisdom that are embedded in the yoga philosophy that I have on all these occasions we've talked about and more been able to integrate into my life in real time, apply and follow through on them. And that is how I have healed from challenges from there. I mean, there's so many more things that we haven't covered in life that, that I've had to apply these practices. And so yoga off the mat to me is taking those philosophical, that foundation, those wisdom, the wisdom of yoga and the beliefs of yoga and practices, I would call them of meditation. And then all of these nuggets and applying them into life. So I've named a few of the big ones, which is, um, my biggest, biggest one, and is always at the top of my list of my words of the year and all thing is non-attachment. Mm-hmm. So not attaching, letting go, which then causes or in, invites surrender. So not attaching to life, not trying to control so much control outcomes or attach to expectations because I believe that causes the majority of our suffering. Um, so non-attachment, compassion, forgiveness. Um, when you were just talking about celebrating being able to celebrate when you see someone else succeed, you know, and it's, so all of these concepts are, it's all with the common thread of love. Like if you are loving unconditionally and you are showing up in this heart space as love, you will forgive. You will find compassion. You will not judge. You will find all of these things. So what I've done is taken these concepts and created, um, online programs from them. Um, so I've, I do, I have yoga challenges where we do 30 days of yoga, um, which on and off the mat, of course, um, meditation challenges, but anything that I do has a theme centered around it. So the work that I do, the retreats that I run, the workshops that I run, there's always a theme and I get themes from what I see, you know, in the community or what other people are dealing with or struggling with. Um, and then also just what I've dealt with in my own life. I look at, and this is my Instagram and everything that I do. I look at my life as the guru, guru, as the teacher. And then I extract the lessons that I learned from the experiences and most often the challenges, because I do believe that's where we experience most of our growth. And then I create kind of bite-sized programs and teachings through from that, um, that all you typically incorporate physical yoga, asana on the mat, off the mat, and then meditation. So all of those, those tools and techniques to apply. And it just, yeah, it's like taking a deep breath and yeah, feeling that. That's the only thing you need to, to describe it with. That's one of the things, one of my intentions, I was like, I want more moments this year that feel like taking a really deep breath. Ah, yeah. So that is, that is the result. That is my intended result for everything that I do is that people feel that, ah, and smile. (laughs) (laughs) And where can they go to find you for all of these things? Where would you like, where do you like to be connected with the most? I mean, I typically do most of my sharing and, and content on Instagram. Um, so it's just my name, Shauna at Shauna Mota. Um, I do have a website. It's mylifealigned.com, 
which you can go to and just kind of see different offerings, retreats, and my philosophy and a lot of other stuff. Um, I have a Facebook page as well. It's my name. Um, but I do the majority of my stuff on Instagram and Instagram stories. I'm doing my first, um, I'm doing a two-week social media detox, which is huge for me. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I'll be back online January 14th or All 15th. Right. <laughs> it's okay. This one, uh, this probably won't come out for a little while because I've been stockpiling my episodes so that I Wonderful. can release them when the baby comes. Well, there's, <laughs> She'll be back by the time. Yeah. yeah. But there's a ton of content there anyway. A lot of, a lot of good. There jewels. is. Go stalk. Go like deep, deep, go deep dive and deep <laughs> like Shauna's page. <laughs> it's totally worth it. And you will totally get to see um, some of the burning man outfits that were referred to and they're magical they're so yep. good there's like fur and boots sometimes and there's all kinds of stuff body paint. Like, there's a lot yeah i, love I like it. the fur. Some, some of my favorite stuff well shauna i cannot there are no words to express how grateful i am that you said yes when i when i reached out to literally i was like so i don't have a plan i just really want to talk to you about all everything is Loved that fine it. and she was like yes <laughs> so i thank you for saying yes that's to me um those are some of the best conversations that come out, you know, is when you just have that space and that permission to just follow, follow it where it needs to go. And I hope you guys have enjoyed this and please check out uh, Shauna and all of her magical work. And there will be links in the show notes for everyone so they can get access to as much Yay. of the goodness as they can stand. And we will be back soon, guys. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such an honor. Hey, thank you so much for hanging in there and listening with an open and curious heart. I hope this conversation has inspired, educated, and entertained you, or at the very least, shaken things up in a productive way. Anne Voskamp says that shame dies when stories are told in safe places. So please share, rate, and review. Sending you love and dark chocolate. Talk soon.